Tell me, I began, what are you sorry for? He blushed and sipped the coffee. Oh, it's nothing, he said nonchalantly. I smiled and said, oh, it's something. It may just be nothing you want to tell me. There was a brief silence. Oh, what the hell, he said. I could use a woman's perspective anyway. I finally broke the man. I told the group of women whose eyes were glued on me. He then began to explain to me what happened. I ran into my ex-fiance on my way home from work yesterday. She was waiting for a bus in the rain and she had no umbrella, just a little plastic bag to keep her hair dry. Of course, I felt bad for her and so I offered to take her home. I made one quick stop at the cleaners and when I got back in my car, my ex-fiancé told me that I was going to get in trouble. So I was like, what are you talking about? What makes you think that? She told me that while I was in the cleaners picking up my clothes, my wife's sister pulled up beside my car. Apparently, she cursed my ex-fiancé out and told her that she was going to tell her sister. So I get home, and my wife is all down my throat talking about... Why did you have your ex-fiancé in your car? And if you were just being nice and taking her home, why the hell were you around the corner from our house when she lives on the other side of the city? So, why did you have her on the opposite side of town from where she lived if you were just taking her home? I mean, why didn't you just take her home first? I asked him. I wanted to catch the cleaners before they closed. Jason whined to me. Okay, that makes sense. Did you explain that to her? I asked. Yeah, but convincing her that it's the truth was the hard part, he said. This is when I decided to go in for the kill. Why doesn't your wife trust you? I asked. Just like a fool in love, he rushed to his wife's defense. She does trust me. Not just you, Jason. A good woman should trust your judgments as well. He sat quietly for a second, going over in his head what I had said. He sipped his coffee and set the cup down on his desk. He leaned back in his chair and contemplated. Then he popped the question. Since you know so much about being a good woman, why aren't you married? Because I also know so much about being a bad man, I replied with a seductive grin. The conversation took off from there, and before long I was meeting Mr. Ride in the parking lot after hours. Now, I was used to sleeping with married men, so I felt no type of way about it. But when he told me we couldn't see each other anymore because his wife had miscarried stressing over me, the other woman, I felt guilty— And it was a type of guilt. You bitch! One of the women cut me off as she leaped toward me in rage. I tried to get out of my chair and run, but it all happened so fast I found myself paralyzed. The woman knocked my chair over with me still sitting in it. She hunched over me, her knees pressed against my chest. Her eyes were full of anger and hate. I was disoriented, struggling to move when the woman pulled a blade from her pocket and slit my throat. 
I couldn't feel my own pain, but I definitely felt hers. She was Jason's wife. Beep, beep, beep. Angela jumped up out of her sleep, grabbed her butcher knife from beneath her pillow with one hand, and banged her alarm clock to death with the other. She was breathing heavily, and in a panic she began rubbing her neck, checking for a cut. Looking around the room, she realized she had been dreaming. She put the knife back in its place and took a sip of the water that sat on the nightstand beside her bed. She looked at the clock. It was 9.30. Today was the day. She drank the last of the water, got out of bed and into some sweatpants, then took her daily four-mile jog around her apartment complex. When she got back in, she showered, ate some breakfast, and waited for the phone call. Maybe the dream was a sign to call everything off.